Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Bursting the Bubble podcast. My name is Pramit, joined by Andy, Ishis, and Rohit, and we got an NBA episode for you today. Uh, second round just wrapped up, and we have our conference finals all finalized. It's going to be good. Uh, but before we look ahead to those conference finals, let's uh, take a look back on the second round. Uh, pretty much every series got finished. Some were closer than others, but we can start with probably the most one-sided surprisingly one-sided series uh Bucks and Heat uh Miami won this game uh series in five and we kind of talked about it on our last podcast that uh it wasn't looking good at that point and I guess they just handled business Miami did I mean they were helped by Giannis being injured I guess for the last stretch but obviously they they went up 3-0 against a fully healthy Giannis they deserve all the credit in the world um the Heat are just an extremely good team uh, and when it comes down to it, Giannis, as of right now, just doesn't have that counter to to extremely good defenses building a wall. Now, granted, that it's really hard for those for teams to construct that wall, but every once in a while you run into a team like the Raptors or the Heat that just have that wave of athletic bodies they can throw at Giannis. And then at that point, your best option becomes Chris Middleton. And as good as a player as he is, um, that's not going to do it. Yeah, going back to that point about like, not a lot of teams will have the personnel to be able to do that. I think the further you go down the playoffs or like the further you go into the playoffs, you will see those elite yeah. playoff teams that that have those bodies, right? So uh, I don't think it's this is not a formula for success for the Bucks because you're inevitably inevitably, sorry, uh, going to run into those teams that can throw three, four physical bodies at you that no other team can. So um yeah, so Giannis needs to develop his jump shot if he wants any chance of um, ex- like going further into the playoffs. And there is promise. Like, you know, he it was horrible. And this year, he's like, what, shooting 30% from three? He added like a turnaround jumper. Like, these are baby steps. Uh, yep. And like, yeah, but like now he, he's playing. Once you win the MVP, you know, the, 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 the clock starts ticking. You're 25, uh, you know, especially the clock starts ticking for him and his legacy and for the Bucks to try and keep him. So uh, he better spend a lot of time in the gym. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, we kind of talked about like how he's like LeBron before, you know, when he was on Cleveland the first time. Like he has the athleticism, but he doesn't really know how to properly get his teammates into the game and have them product being productive throughout the series. So I think that's something that he can definitely work on in the future. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, so it looks like he's gonna stay with Milwaukee, um, but. I would assume that he's going to go try to get some help, um, try to get some more pieces around. Uh, so who do you guys think could be super helpful here? Uh, uh, I know CP3 is a name. Rohit is big on, obviously. Yeah, come on, guys. Like, this is... Yeah. this is if For a team that's looking to uh, you know, go all in and win now, what better than a 35-year-old point god, right? Yeah. You don't have to worry about the future. You have one shot, basically, to keep bucks, and you cannot miss your chance... <laughs> You only, you only, yeah. You get so. one chance. Yeah, so they're going to blow up their gap space, but I think it's going to be worth it just to keep a transcendent talent like Giannis in. And this is a match made in heaven. Like CP3 can run the floor, run the game. He can always get a mid-range bucket and help these guys out on the clutch. And, you know, Giannis can just do what he does best, which is just dominate elsewhere. So I, I really like that pick. Do you guys have anything else in mind? I mean, CP3 is the name that, up a lot when you think about who would actually help and who's a viable option for them to actually be able to go out and sign 
this just I mean, popped into my head. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Ishus. Yeah, I was just going through the free agent list for this year. Um, right now, there's Gordon Hayward, um, DeMar DeRozan, um, Andre D- Drummond, um, Hassan Whiteside, AD. But, like, none of these guys really fill the Bucks' need, you know? Yeah. I, I know you're just, like, talking about free agents, but, like, they need a closer. Um, like, uh, unless Giannis just magically... Winner. Yeah, unless, like... Um, Unless, uh, sorry, Giannis just like goes through like Curry's master class or whatever. Um, he he has some like training program on uh, on on one of his websites. But like, unless he develops <laughs> a jump shot, like they're they're not going anywhere. But do you uh, do you think they need big time players like the Kawhi's the? No, you know, they Curry's? don't. They I don't have, think they need they a big time a, player. They have a top five player. They just need that auxiliary piece. And while Chris Middleton is good, he's more. He's not. He's not that guy. He's not going to get you that shot. He's not going to run the floor. He's not going to get the team involved. They need a point guard, and I specifically you know, need a point guard. Yeah, one name on this list that I'm looking at right now is Goran Dragic, who's our free agent this year. So that kind of fits. But is role. he the type of player who you... I think it would be an upgrade over what they currently have in Eric Bledsoe and George Hill? But I don't know if it's enough to. Yeah. Uh, you know, they just got gentlemen swept by the Heat. You know, so they they need some. I think they need a, a very good point guard. I think Dragic would actually be really good, though. But I personally don't think he would leave Miami. Like, he's yeah, in such yeah. a good situation over sure. there. Uh, and with Miami's success, we'll talk about later. Uh, I, I don't really think he would leave. I think um, Chris Paul is a more viable option. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point, though. I didn't really think about him either. Um, yeah, so it's, it's rough for the Bucks. They obviously had higher hopes. But... Um, that's just how it is, I guess. Um, anything else you guys want to add about this, or you want to go on to the next series? Yeah, let's go we'll to go the Rap Celtics. All right. Yeah, I mean that was also a good, uh, good series. Uh, went to seven games, um, and it, the what, weird thing about that is it didn't really feel like many of the games were back and forth. Uh, a lot of them, it felt like um, either the Bucks, uh, sorry, the Raptors dominated or the Celtics dominated. I think there's like I felt like two games in that series where it really felt like a back and forth kind of series. I feel like the I feel like okay, so the Celtics I think are just like the most talented all around roster in the East, but like teams like the Heat and the Raptors kind of are able to edge out wins by like just through their effort and through their teamwork. So I think some games the Raptors are able to just show that and pull out wins, but in the end I think the Celtics talent just kind of yeah. I mean, it, it stars win playoff series and the Raps like Siakam is is very good. He's an all star, but like. He's not as good as Jason Tatum, and team team basketball can only take you so far. Which is why the Heat's model of just having team basketball and then a gangster with Jimmy Butler is really nice. And even the Celtics, team basketball, and then when you really need a bucket, you have a gangster in Jason Tatum. Uh, and you have Marcus Smart too, and Campbell Walker the, for the clutch yeah, flopping yeah, yeah. plays at the, yeah, at the hey, end of the game. That, we'll talk about that later, <laughs> Dude, but that was nice. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. So the the wraps, I mean. This is just a cherry on top, honestly. They got what they wanted with that Kawhi Delio. They got their championship. And Nick Nurse is an outstanding enough coach that he made it this far. I thought the series was over at 2-0. They got a clutch-ass bucket from OG, and they made it a series all the way through and all the way down to the end. So um, props to them, but I think this was the logical conclusion for their season. Yeah. Your point about Nick Nurse is also good. He just signed a multi-year extension. Uh, yeah, well deserved. Well deserved. Deserve, yeah, deservedly so. Um, do you think this team? I don't know. I feel like were they missing anyone crucial for these playoffs? 
I don't. I think. I don't think were. so. I just so, want to. I just want to wait. I just want to like back up real quick. The Raptors were in the position that a lot of teams are, uh, with having a very good core in Demar Derozan, Kyle Lowry, and a coach of the year in Dwayne Casey, and they made the extremely tough decision to you know move on from Dwayne Casey after he won coach of the year and trade fan favorite and ba- like basically the best player on the team I think in Demar Derozan for Kawhi Leonard coming off of a very mysterious injury situation. And to, to pull the trigger and come out of that with what they did, I think it's a very tough decision to make, and it ended up working out for them spectacularly. Yeah, I think it worked out really well. But now I kind of think about, like, what's next for them? Like, do you think that I, – I don't really see how this team can make another step uh, to get back to the finals now. I see a Giannis-sized hole in their roster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I just Because it doesn't feel like they have that guy, unless Siakam, who looked like he could be that guy, but this playoffs were not good for him. Um, I feel like they need someone to step up and be the dude. Otherwise, they're going to be stuck in the same purgatory that they were in uh, pre-Kawhi, I feel. Yeah, I mean, yeah, some I, of their I players, feel like. Oh, sorry, go. Go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, some some of <laughs> some of their players are somewhat maxed out with like Kyle Lowry, uh, Marc Gasol, yeah, Ibaka. Yeah. Those guys are kind of there, but I think the two guys that can develop further are OG Ananobi and Siakam. I think they definitely can improve a lot over uh, the next like three four years in their development. So if those guys can become like all stars and <clears throat> playoff players, then they can definitely. Um, take this team over the top. So, yeah. Oh, just this just reminded me. Um, I think Fred Van Vliet might be a free agent after this offseason, and that would be nice. On the, yeah, he on is. the Bucks, right? Like shot making and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think the Raptors could also use him. So, whoever gets him would be uh pretty happy. I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, it felt like the the Celtics were a better team. I honestly. I feel like this series wasn't a seven-game series. I feel like the Celtics should have won this one in quicker, a little yeah, quicker. Yeah, that doesn't bode well for uh, their future, but like they got yeah. it done, so they got good job done. for them. Yep. All right, anything else, or we want to move on? I'm good. All right, let's go. Right, yeah, uh, we got the one. Lakers and the Rockets. Uh, that was another one-sided deal. Um, taking care of business properly. Yeah, the only exactly. team, the only favorite, really taking care of business. This is the only, I think, top two seed in top the top two seed. Yeah, left in the, left in the playoffs in the semifinals. So good job for yeah. LeBron. That just shows you how much, how good he is at his job, which is just getting to the finals every year. <laughs> um, <laughs> so props to them for taking care of business. When they lost their game one, that's I that's was, classic. That's classic. You, know? you have to. Yeah, you have to lose game one, and then they just said, okay. You, the Rockets are a one-trick pony in going small, so they adjusted a little bit and then they just cleaned it out from there. Yeah, I'm happy they just um, too good. Yeah, I'm happy they listened to our podcast and took Dwight and Javale out of the lineup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it literally as soon as they changed that lineup, um, it was just so much easier to d- defend as well as open stuff for, for LeBron because they couldn't really trap up the paint that much. So and that's the problem. That. That's the problem with the team built like the Rockets. It's just they are a one-trick pony. And I feel like the Lakers are just like, okay, we'll give you game one to see if your one trick can beat us. And it did. And they made a very, very logical adjustment and they called their bluff. Okay, okay, you have one trick. You have anything else? And the Rockets were like, oh, we didn't think you would also go small. (laughs) We didn't think about this one. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, even then, that's not really small. Like, AD and LeBron can 
Yeah, it, it's, it's really more about being like, versatile, not being small, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, it's having a small lineup, but like having LeBron in AD to just posterize people up. So like, there's really not much yeah. they could do with that. I, I think the 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 idea of small ball, I think, is a little bit misleading, uh, especially for like the Lakers side. I think it's more in terms of uh, mobility and being able to like to be able to be, be like switchy. For example, like. Like Anthony Davis, I think can guard one to five pretty handily, as opposed to a slow foot, slow footed uh, Javale McGee. Or Javale McGee isn't super slow, but like he can't do everything that Anthony Davis can, nor can Dwight Howard, right? So and they, and they can't um, contribute as much on the offensive end. Either. Exactly, yeah. Especially like for some reason, no one can post up PJ Tucker, which uh, <laughs> is still uh, amazing to me. But like, if you can't <laughs> if you can't post up PJ Tucker on that end, and you can't guard Harden on this end, then there's no need for you to be in the game. And exactly. uh, I yeah. think that you were right in that small ball is a little bit of a misnomer. I really think it's just versatile, versatility. Like even when Draymond was in, it's not that, oh my God, uh, the, and the advent of small small ball. Yeah, he's 6'7", but he can guard one through five and he can play like point forward on offense. Exactly. So it's just like, this guy was everything that the, what the, that the Warriors needed. And uh, I think PJ Tucker tried to fill in that role, but yeah, like he, he's not nearly as strong as Draymond is. He's not nearly the glue guy that Draymond is. And on offense, he has very limited capabilities. Hey, but you that just one sit him in the corner, <laughs> that one yeah, shot. That corner three it, it is, it is good, but like it's, it's not enough versatility in a very, uh, one-dimensional offense. I'd, I don't think this say. series is on PJ Tucker though. This series goes. No, 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 on, no, 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 definitely yeah. not. It, Harden, on Harden and Mike D'Antoni and, a little bit. Uh, so let's talk. About I think that. I think Russell Westbrook is a little bit to blame here. Um, back when like that was like February or March, whenever they decided to trade away Clint Capella, might have been even been last year. I don't know at this point. But um, after they traded him away, uh, Capella away, Russell Westbrook played so well. And it's because he did. Uh, he, there was enough space for him to do what he does best, and that's attack the rim. He has not. Ne- he's never been a good jump shooter. Um, like he's okay at mid range, but he's best when he's attacking the rim and making plays for other people. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw the picture where Russell Westbrook was just wide open, and the Lakers just completely ignored him. Um, and he still decided to jack up the shot and probably airballed it. Um, I, it's not a winning formula because Russell Russell Westbrook is simply not t- that type of player, and until he realizes that, like the Rockets really have no shot. So I have a question for you guys. Then we've seen basically two different, completely different styles of point guard next to Harden in CP3 and Russ. Right? You have the methodical, probing mid range jumper, uh, floor general in CP3, and you have the explosive driver, you know, uh, Russell Westbrook type player. Uh, what do you guys think is the ideal co-star for Harden? Because he obviously can't do it alone. But like, what is the kind of player that would maximize Harden? I just don't know. You mean yeah, if they're on the okay. court at the same time? Court yeah. at the yeah, you have to have your two like best a star that would that would maximize him and uh, Harden's potential. Honestly, yeah. I think there can't be another point guard. Like, it's just a waste of um, like. The then, cap so then, when point. you when you run that style, it's just Harden and four shooters. Yeah, you'll tear through the regular season. You have an insane offense, but like he gets tired, so, and then that's what happens. So, uh, so this is this is what series. I'm trying to think. Uh, sorry, yeah, this is what I'm trying to think of. Like Harden is always going to be ball dominant. Um, yeah. So who is a star that is not as ball dominant but can do like? I don't know, maybe an Anthony Davis, you know? I, I think he would fit well. 
Um, he can space out the floor. He I can. Feel like you could put Anthony uh, Davis on any team, and that'd be really yeah. That, that right? is also true. That, yeah, so but like, yeah, really but like, who question, else you know? would? I'm just trying to. Okay. Oh, how about how about Perzingis? I mean, I just, he's also I talented think, too. I think he's just uh, maybe just too much of a liability on the defensive end to run out an, a, a lineup with that. You know what I mean? He's he won't play center. He's not durable enough to play center. And then now you have like this guy trying to guard other people on defense. On offense, it seems okay. I just don't know. Like Harden's a fantastic player, one of the best players of this generation. But you just can't build around him like this because he requires such a specific set of skills on he he needs to be surrounded by three and d's basically but then that puts all the pressure on him to do all the work throughout the entire playoffs and he just can't handle that no one can it's tough so i mean i guess lebron, LeBron can like yeah, yeah no one not really LeBron. Le- Le- lebron's got some herculean shoulders right have you seen those things yeah <laughs> but like yeah so harden harden's not lebron and you know no one else is but like he's such a good player and it's just it's sad that they haven't been able to they've tried props to the rockets but I just don't see a co-star in the future that would really do it. Yep. Okay. So, so to that point, uh, well, kind of a little bit tangential to that point, but I also feel like the way the Rockets play offense is is not sustainable as well. Um, I I don't know if you guys remember that the interview with like Tracy McGrady and the late great Kobe Bryant, but. Um, Kobe was like, yeah, the Rockets, they're a great offensive team, great offensive system, but it's never going to produce a championship. And, and you kind of see it because, like, half the time you see Harden just give up the ball and just stand there. Like, what good is he doing? I think, like, an underrated portion of, for example, the Warriors dynasty. I'm always going to go back to the Warriors dynasty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's but, what I know the best um, is me too. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. <laughs> like, Curry gives up the ball, but he doesn't stop. He doesn't let the defense just relax. He Like, he... He invented the relocation, I, I want to say, um, mm. and he always gets like wide open look space on that. So um, I think Harden needs to do a bit more off ball movement, and I think off ball movement is um, is going to be key for like a lot of different teams actually to generate like easy looks that for that the Warriors got and were able to, um, and I think that's part of a reason why they were able to do well. So 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 something needs to change with the offensive system. I, I definitely think. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's a tough question, I feel like, because it really feels like the Rockets have been stuck in this situation for as long as they've had Harden. Um, I mean, they, they did make, well, I don't know if they made the move, but Mike D'Antoni isn't coming back. Um, so there's going to be change, obviously, with the Rockets now. Uh, do you think... I don't know how so, you make it better, though. Like, I feel yeah, like, like do you think they the can improve marriage for Harden? And that still wasn't enough, because it's just so unsustainable. Everywhere D'Antoni goes, it's just... Yeah, you can rack up stats and threes and, you know, wins, but you just won't get through the playoffs. Yeah. And that's just Harden, I think. Like, that's a perfect, they're, they're perfect for each other because they just do that together. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't know nearly enough about, like, who else is on the market coaching wise, but I, I think Harden's championship window has closed as him as the number one player on his team. Yeah. And it, it's, it's crazy, though. I feel like any team that Harden would be on, he is going to be the number one player. Yeah. Right. Like, how can he not be the number one player? He's a top. I, he's like a top five player in the league. Sure. Uh, borderline. Sure. Yeah. Borderline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, how many teams can he really go where he isn't the number one option? And it looks like any time where he is the number one option, it's almost impossible to build a team around him that can actually win the play like, in the in the playoffs. Yeah, I think the trend we're tr- kind of seeing in this decade is 
um, in terms of winning championship, it more has to do with getting two or three superstars on a team. But that's the win. problem with Harden. You can get those superstars, but they'll be rendered useless, just like Chris Paul was, because Harden no, is no, still I mean, ball dominant. I'm so, talking about like a top five talents, like LeBron and AD. That's a duo, right? Um, Steph and KD. No, but see, like yeah, yeah. Steph and KD, right? But the, even like we talk about the Warriors a lot too. But when it was just Steph, Clay, and that good team ball movement, they still weren't the best. Team. I don't think they're the best team. Like, like they still lost to LeBron. Um, and they weren't uh, really. Uh, uh, they won a championship uh, right before. Uh, right? And, and they also won seventy three and nine. But <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah that's regular right season. Like... That's regular right season though. Like, yeah, but like they what won that regular season. There were Draymond Green a win injury, non injury, or sorry, Draymond Green not kicking uh, LeBron's balls away from winning again. <laughs> no, Ichis, Ichis, your point is completely out the window just because it's a regular season because they came off of a championship win, so they did their job. And okay, but no, but that was also against a shittier team, like against no Kyrie, LeBron? no Kevin Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we can we can argue that all the one, but they, they were clearly the best team in the league, no, because they won the, they won the championship pretty handily. If you said it was a shittier team in 2015, so they're a shitty. Okay, team. so do you think if KD hadn't joined the Warriors, they'd still be winning championships? I have no idea, but I'm just saying that's a winning formula over there because Curry's just so easy to build around. The way he, I, I won't say easy, sorry. He's just so it's it's the, the a team that's built around Curry is extremely sustainable because he doesn't require the ball. He can move off ball, and you know it's it's just so different than like Harden and Dame Willard. I think Dame Willard has the same problem. Uh, he doesn't move off ball at all. And when they trap him and he gets the ball into CJ McComb or Yusuf Nurkic's hands, uh, he'll just chill out instead of relocating and trying to get the ball again. Yep. So mm-hmm. uh, these uh, back to Harden, I just don't know where he goes. Uh, he'll probably continue putting up bonkers stats, but yeah, unless unless uh, unless he completely changes his play style or they got a really cool new coach, I just don't see where this team is going. Yeah, uh, where do you guys see Mike D'Antoni going then? Because he's not going to return. Uh, I guess it's impossible for us to say exactly where he's going to go, but where would I've you like for him to go? I've heard the Knicks just because they have... I mean, yeah, the Knicks would need someone. But, they like, who who is he going to conduct offense around? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yet. I, I don't know. What, what like, spots are open? Like, sh- I know Chicago's open now. Indiana might be May- open as well. Indiana. Yeah, they fired their coach. Oh, oh Okay. But I don't know. How, I think how I think Chicago be. actually might be interesting because Chicago has good players. They have what Levine. They have uh, Laurie Markinen. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Kobe White played pretty well yeah, for them. Kobe, yeah, Kobe White. Mr. Oh, why don't we go to the Pelicans? The Pelicans? Oh my god! Oh, oh that that's sick. interesting. Yeah. Wow. Did they fire Alvin Gentry? Yeah, they fired him. Okay. 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 That's a, that would be the most entertaining. I, I like that. I like that. Probably won't happen just because I think his stock is down just because he he keeps getting bounced in the same way. But uh, I I would love to see it happen. That'd be awesome. <laughs> All right, so that's what that's what we're pulling for. Then we yeah. want some yeah. Zion drawn up plays from uh, Mike yeah. D'Antoni. All right, okay, let's yeah. move. Uh, let's but I mean, move okay, on here. just to like conclude, um, are we all agreeing that like the Rockets are pretty much done at this point? Um, I I I think so. I would. Yeah. yeah, it's so hard in the that. West, dude. Especially yeah, now that LeBron's here, like it's—I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't have super high hopes. All right, uh, let's let's move on to uh, well, let's move on to the finishing up this second round here. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, we'll talk about the Nuggets and the Clippers that just finished. 
And uh, the Nuggets have done it yet again. They came back from a 3-1 deficit. This is their second time doing it in the same postseason, first time ever. Um, that's pretty incredible how far this team has come and how how many times they've been down and they still just refuse to give up and they still win the game. Jamal Murray is that guy, man. He is just Jamal Murray has really shown up. He's showing out. Nikola Jokic is also showing out. I think he had a bonkers stat line. 22 rebounds, yeah. and like triple-double. S- 16 points and 13 assists. Yeah, yeah. crazy and then, numbers. And Jamal just dropped a casual 40. 40, super along casual. With, along with like the play of the game and that insane three-pointer over Kawhi. Oh yeah. Just, yeah, this team is good. Um, I'm not even going to count them out next. Because I said once they beat the Jazz, like, come on. Is this team really going to beat the Clippers? Yeah. Dude, they yeah. beat like, arrested Clippers coming off that marathon of a series against yeah, the Jazz. Yeah. And hey, heart just, of a champion, man. Don't ever it's count insane. out. It's insane. Heart. But they don't have a champion. Like, the champion's literally on the other okay, side. Like, figuratively, figuratively. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, speaking of heart, I'm going to go back to this point that I've been <laughs> saying all year long. The Clippers are an, an extremely well-built team. They got the, Their rotation goes like eight deep. They got Reggie Jackson. On paper. Right on, on paper, paper on paper. Right, yeah. and they, they and they, they look like a bunch of te- players that would play well together, like uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. You're not you're not scoring on them, and they can score on you. You've got a good center in Zubac. You've got a decent point guard in Pat Bev. You've got a shooter in Landry Shamit. You've got sixth men of the year candidates all over, right? But the thing is, I just felt like this team just was was stapled together as a bunch of mercenaries, and they just had no no identity and no heart and soul, and that really shows up in playoff series and in elimination games. And even if they had somehow won this, I would still be saying this. Like, this team just doesn't have a soul. They're taking on the identity of Kawhi. Uh, yep. Just to, just to be Kawhi's, Kawhi's job is he's a mercenary. He's going to go out there, he's going to drop there, and you're not going to score on him, like in, in a good game. Obviously, today he had 14. It was a bad game for him all around. But back when Kawhi was on the Raptors, the Raptors kind of took on they, – they had the identity of Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry was the leader exactly. of that team, yep. and yep. Kawhi was the best player. So they, that's why they were able to go, you know, they were down 2-0 against the Bucks. They were playing against a very good team in the Warriors. Like, but, like, they never gave up because they had Kyle Lowry to band around. But, like, here, like, come on, Clippers. Like, you cannot, this can't happen. You guys were, you guys were predicted you, you, player empowerment. They trade five first-round picks just to make you two stars happy. And then you come out here and you collapse like this. Come on. Yeah, man. I mean. They in the, in the in the four games that they lost, uh, Clippers in Game Four blew an 18 point lead. In Game Five they blew a 16 point lead. In Game Six they blew a 19 point lead, and in Game Seven they blew a 12 point lead. When was so, a 12 point lead? Just in general. Yeah, t- uh, yeah. Today's was a 12 point lead. Okay. I, I imagine this is probably a record for the most amount of 10 plus point, point leads, leads. Pro- uh, lost in a series. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's a super bold prediction. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's, it's I mean, insane. Yeah, we are watching the game. I just didn't feel like there was urgency. It felt like I mean, exactly. the first I watched the first half, and then it it was a good game. You know, fifty six, fifty four Clippers. Uh, the Nuggets had to work for all their shots, and it looked like Will and the Montrez Harrell pick and roll was coming back together. But then in the second half, it was just like the the Nuggets would go down, they'd get their bucket, and on offense, uh, it was way too easy on on defense for the Clips. And on offense for the Clips, uh, Kawhi just was not taking over. He had ISOs against Nikola Jokic that he would pass out of to like mm-hmm. Jamichael Green. Like, come on, <laughs> you have Jokic. Yeah. That's his. 
That's his deficiency. You have to make him pay. If he's going to get 22 rebounds on you, if he's going to be playing point guard on you, you have to, you know, make him pay in, in on the defensive end. Get draw a foul. He had five fouls today. Any foul would have fouled him out and like changed maybe changed the game. So uh, I just didn't see the urgency. Uh, I'm very shocked that this happened to Kawhi. I didn't think it could happen to him. Yeah, but, uh, I, I'm I'm floored that he didn't but, take over. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Ishis. Uh, you win this argument. <laughs> talk your talk, talk, you your talk Ishis. Okay. Um, I mean, okay. So we had this conversation like last podcast about. Um, how Kawhi, like can Kawhi like lead his team and you know get his teammates in the game you know, and we saw that this series where like if Paul George isn't making a shot, and you know his other teammates aren't playing up to par, he can't bring them back up. Like he's like at the yeah he at, can't lift up their spirits. Yeah. He can't be like an inspiration to the rest of the team. He can't bring them into the game. He can't make the right passes. He can't uh like you know move the offense and carry the tempo in order to make. His uh, get his teammates in the game, and I mean, um, I feel like the Clippers roster is a bunch of scorers, but not necessarily a bunch. Like, there's no one there that can uh, move an offense and you know move the ball to the right person. Like Paul George is a scorer when he has the ball in his hands, but when he doesn't have the ball in his hands, what is he doing, right? And same thing with Kawhi. Same thing with Lou Williams. Like, if they don't have the ball in their hands, I don't know what exactly they're doing at that point. Yeah, I like that comparison, or like I, I like that. Um... Because it, it just feels like, as Rohith has been saying, like in our all of our NBA podcasts, like the Clippers are just a bunch of good, a, a good players yeah. just put together, right? They they have great. no it they have no great. identity, yeah, and and it's like um, they they don't have any spirit, they don't have like an underdog mentality because they're like, oh, like we're pretty good on paper, right? We should we should be winning these games, and no, that's that's definitely not what happens. Teams with hearts win. There's um, a reason well, they actually so, play games. <laughs> yeah, just and and I paper. think yeah, and I think also like it, um, it's understated how much of an impact the heart of that Raptors team no, um, was so no no, oh, no Raptors, uh, sorry, last year sorry. last yeah, year yeah, when when Kawhi was on the Raptors, um, how how important their heart was like, uh, Fred Van Vliet, Fred Van Vliet pouring his heart out after after um his his wife gives birth, you know, Kyle Lowry just, <laughs> uh, what a way to Kyle Lowry just, just continuing to like go, go off, make the hustle plays. Um, like, you know, on other playoff teams, like right now, um, if, if the, if the Celtics went down like five points in the fourth quarter, Marcus Smart would be on their asses. Uh, Jimmy Butler would be on everyone's asses. Um, Draymond Green is always on everyone's ass, right? They, they don't just, they don't. Who was, who was the best? Pl- I feel like the best player for the Clippers today was Patrick Beverly. Like he was like uh, Patrick Beverly or or Montrez Harrell. Yeah, they were uh, one and, of those. Two. Yeah, like Patrick Beverly was getting steals. He was blocking people. He was like hustling, getting rebounds, and like those are the guys that show up in Game Sevens. And I, I have we seen Kawhi? We did see Kawhi in Game Seven against the yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Just, his 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 resume is totally fine. I'm just I'm just shocked, honestly. Like Kawhi has shown that he can do it before. Fourteen points is unacceptable for a top five player. Uh, and that's that's not even getting into Paul George. Like I've I've already written off Paul George, and his ten points is you know doesn't come as a surprise to me because I expect that now. But you know, yeah, he cool. he had a couple few he had a few good games this year. Yeah, he's definitely I, much better this series. I'm yeah. not I'm not as shocked as I am with Kawhi for not. Shocked. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think one thing we're definitely overlooking is the coaching. Like you guys brought up the Raptors, but I think Nick Nurse okay, last year yeah. did an excellent job in getting you know Siak like Siakam was getting. 
um, the right buckets, you know, against the Warriors. Right, I mean, right, right. Kyle Lowry was doing the right, making the right passes, and the coaching has a lot to do with that. So I'm kind of, I mean, like other examples, like the Celtics as well. You know, they move the ball around properly as well. Um, I'm Doc, just curious what, yeah, Doc I'm just curious Rivers. what Doc Rivers was doing. I mean, because I felt like responsible for I think 30 percent of three one collapses in playoff history. Twenty three percent. Twenty three percent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Lot. I mean, like when I saw their offense, I mean, I didn't watch that much of the series, but. Whatever I did see, um, I felt like it was just, oh, okay, Kawhi, you score now. Um, oh, okay, Lou, okay, Lou Williams, you drive and score now. Oh, Paul George, take a shot. And it was just not Yeah, feasible. there was no team play at all. It was just you get a bucket whenever we need it. And if if uh, if you don't, then uh, I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's what it felt like to me, at least. Yeah. So I know, like, in the last podcast, we kind of ragged on the Bucks a lot. And, and like, rightfully so. Uh, do you think this? Do you think this uh, performance by the Clippers was like a worse, uh, just choke job than the Bucks? I think so. I definitely think so. I I, also um, I disagree. I disagree. So, okay, so uh, here, uh, hear me out first. Hear it's me a four-one series versus a series that went to Game Seven. Like that, those kind yeah. of compared. And no, okay, and- okay, sure, 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 sure. But here, here's my point. Um, I think the Clippers could have won this series. They yeah. easily could have won, and, this and they showed they it. They showed it by even up. taking a lead, yeah, by getting exactly. To they had, they had the three-one lead. They could have won, yeah. But I don't think the Bucks really could have won that series. Bro. Yeah, so that's like, unacceptable for them, right? Like just coming in and getting that like destroyed, and just that outplayed by a. I, what, I think four I think five seed ball yeah, yeah, I think that's more contested. that's more of a matchup thing. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, um, the, we like the this out before the series even started. We were talking about how like the Heat have match up really well with you know the Bucks going everything through Giannis. Like we talked about, this isn't really feasible for a series, and the Heat really matched up well against it. So I mean, that's just that's just the team. That's what the team is built around. Okay, so you can't really I guess, change that. I guess this is in the the nature of the question because collapse means that yeah, they are yeah. up at some point. Well, no, not like, even yeah, up I mean, at some point. Just saying, like I feel like the. The, like Bucks, the Clippers had a chance, and the Bucks never had a chance, so they can collapse if they never had a chance. It sounds like the argument that you guys are giving, right? Yeah, like there was so no, like, there was no I, surprise. Like when this happened, so we we're like, yeah, that I makes sense. Like to, I would like to reframe the question then, in that uh, which playoff exit is more shameful? And I think it's shameful. the Bucks. Bucks, yeah, because like they just got thoroughly totally yeah. outplayed. Like the Clippers, yeah, sure, they like, at least they made it to a game seven, but the Bucks just got destroyed. Yeah, I mean, like, when the Clippers, like, look uh, at this offseason, there's things that they can do to, like, turn this into a championship team, but the Bucks need some serious changes to get into contention because, again, we talked about this. Giannis just driving every time, and then, like, Chris Middleton taking the last shot isn't really going to win games in the playoffs, so. Okay. So let's look on the other side of that question, then. Do you think the Nuggets' win in the series was more impressive than the Heat win in the series? I do think the Nuggets stuff was more impressive. I don't know if that makes me a hypocrite or whatever. Yeah, but I, just, I feel like that. <laughs> I feel like those two kind of go together. I'm, I'm saying, feel, yeah. I'm saying that the Bucks cannot lose like that just because like they got that outplayed. But I, I do think the Nuggets was just more fun to watch. Like the Heat, yeah. the Heat were just clearly the better team. But the Nuggets, I didn't think that they were the better team, but they came out. So I feel like that's a more impressive dub. Okay, that's fair. That's a fair point. I'm on the. Uh, I, I understand. I fully recognize that I'm on both yeah. sides of the argument, but I just uh, <laughs> that's my take. Yeah, take it. <laughs> yeah. I think the Nuggets also more impressive here. Just the the adversity we just said the comeback. Before. Yeah, the, the comeback, comeback is unreal, dude. And to come back twice in one postseason, I I feel like 
the moment the next series hits 3-1, it's about to be over, dude. <laughs> dude no. LeBron's yeah, going to have to go 0 to 60, does, man. Whatever LeBron does, he cannot let the Nuggets go yeah. down 3-1. Oh, my God. <laughs> if, if Le- oh, my God. If LeBron... If LeBron loses a three-one lead to these Nuggets, oh my God. I don't know what's gonna happen, dude. Do we do we talk about this? That the fact that uh, the Nuggets came back down three-one twice in one postseason. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's what I'm saying, dogs, man. Okay. If it happens yeah. three times, bro, you you see that um you see that picture of Jamal Murray in shades like uh like yeah. LeBron was. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, dude. When I saw that picture, I was like, might be over, might be over. Yeah. Um, so just one, one note here. Uh, I really think the Thunder got a nice, nice deal out of Paul George here. Um, they got five first round picks for Paul George and, uh, not so fun stat for all Clippers fans. (laughs) Paul George only made four field goals in game seven. (laughs) That is a above one ratio for first round picks for field goals. (laughs) That's, that's tough. That's fantastic. Tough. Yeah, I mean, the Thunder really got, like, a king's ransom here when yeah, you think yeah. about how much they got for Paul George and how Paul George played. I feel like they season. traded him at his peak. Like, he was yeah. just coming off an MVP caliber season before shoulder kind of gave out. That was the best we've ever seen Paul George. I think he was averaging, like, 30-plus on ridiculous efficiency, kind of being the best player on that team. But then they trade him, and then he goes to shit. <laughs> They're making out, like, kings with Chris Paul. Basically, yeah. you know, just finishing one round short. And SGA, too. And like way set up for the future. So yeah. congrats to the Thunder, but yeah, sucks for the clips. Um, I kind of want to defend Paul in this stance. Um all right, so first it. of all, all right, let's picks, hear it. <laughs> the picks, I think I brought this up that if the Clippers are a top seed every year, you probably aren't gonna get the best uh, out of those picks. Okay. Um and in terms of Paul George, I think you guys have to like I think this is just again like first year he played bad. You guys are just like you've written him off as, you know, a scrub at this point. But um, but I think... no, no. The, the thing is, the thing is, consistently, Paul George has not shown up in the playoffs. I think his best playoff series or best playoff performance, like uh, as an entire like postseason, was like twenty thirteen against uh, On the LeBron and the Heat. Yeah, right. Um, like last year, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Damian Lillard said goodbye uh, to him, and I don't think he's he was doing that hot like in twenty eighteen either. So, I, I I think this is an issue with Paul George and and the postseason. No, but I mean, we've seen this before where a player joins a new team and it takes them some time to get used to it. So, I mean, like when he joined OKC the first year, uh, Camaro took some of the, you know, heat away from him. But uh, after a year, he got accustomed to it. You know, Russell kind of stepped out of the way and he got into an MVP form. Uh, we saw this with, I think, LeBron too, the first year that he joined the Heat. You know, they have talent, but again, like no, you know, proper team play or anything. And yeah, they're they not done. Beat. Like we like we mentioned. Yeah, yeah they're not done. They're going to be a championship contender next year. Uh, they have yeah, moves so to I make. Mean, they have players you to can't, trade. I, I don't know. Are you guys making the argument this, that you know the Thunder? I mean, the Clippers got swindled. Is that? The I'm argument just saying, made? as of right now, the Clippers uh, won the trade. No one has to I, I get think, swindled. No, no, Thunder, Thunder, Thunder. As, yeah, as of right, right now, the Thunder, Thunder won the trade. Yeah. No one got swindled. It doesn't. You can just win by a little bit or win by a good amount. I just think the Thunder did the right thing here. Um, no, but yeah, I think okay, all right, okay. So Thunder had no choice because like. Yeah, um, um, but I think you, we need to wait a bit to see, like uh, two, three years to see how Paul progresses. When you, when you trade five Dude. first round picks, you're really hoping to not. Yeah, have immediate con. Yeah. yeah, you want immediate <laughs> yeah, production. So. so, yeah, I mean, you also need to remember that they also technically 
kind of traded five first round picks for Kawhi and Paul George. I understand. Kawhi said he wasn't coming without PG. Um, But yeah, I think we need to wait a little bit because you never know. I mean, like they have the talent to win a championship. I think at like say whatever you want, but this talent they have talent on this team is enough to win a championship. So if they get right coaching, right team play, they can definitely win a championship. So like you can't do a better job in assembling this team. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I, it feels like anyone can could use like a Chris Paul. Now that you, the moment Rose like brought up Chris Paul, I just thought about like how helpful he would be on almost every team. But yeah, I mean, a clutch yeah. time player, a, yeah. a leader. Player, I, I think man. I think he's a four. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. and he just gets he's just a, a good leader, a good veteran presence for everyone to learn. And I think that's especially important for younger teams. Uh, maybe yeah. not like the Clippers, but like yeah, for sure, like the Thunder. Um, so yeah. All right. Good. Yeah, that's good. Let's move on to the conference finals now. We have the Celtics and the Heat and uh, the Lakers and the Nuggets. So we'll start with the East. Uh, Celtics and the Heat, we already had game one. Uh, Miami took that. Uh, we had a huge block from Bam Adebayo. That was wonderful. That was one of the one nicest of the blocks I've ever seen. One of the best blocks I've ever seen. Yeah, that was so clean. That's the best block since LeBron. Yeah, probably. Uh, which, I mean, oh, oh, oh. Blocked by oh, James. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> blocked by James. <laughs> and that's and honestly, that might just be because of the situation. The moment, does yeah. That all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is just clean. This was and beautiful. Dude. Tatum was above the rim. Like, he was coming full head of steam. He'd already beaten Butler. Butler was seeing his, like, adoration from the media just going down in flames. <laughs> the band just rotates over and sticks that hands up. Yeah, it was it was wet. It was it was wet. Nice. But Jimmy Butler in general, like he had a good, great game down the stretch. Yeah. I think he had a big three. He had a clutch to, three in the clutch quarter. Three, to... Clutch and one to give them the lead. Yeah, to get the lead um, to yeah. begin with. And and that's what you need. You just need a guy who can get you a bucket and unify your team. Those are winning. Those are winning plays. Yeah. Yeah, I think you like brought this up. Like we were talking about the Raptors and the Celtics, and the Celtics were just talented enough to win that series, even though the Raptors had a lot of heart and effort. And I think Jimmy kind of is that guy that puts them in that contention because they were down two in um, the fourth quarter and he just straight up makes like spot up three with a hand in his face. So, I mean, he's that type of player that can win games for this team. So they definitely um, are in good shape as yeah. of right now. But I do think this series, these teams are extremely evenly matched. It could have gone either way. If Jason Tatum just hits like a layup yeah. instead of a dunk, you know, like yeah, it would exactly. be a completely different conversation. So I'm not going to make any statements. I just want to watch some good basketball. It's going to be mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I, I think watching this game, um, I, I'm not sure who, uh, what, what, which one of the announcers said this, but I thought it was a really good point. The war or the Heat play a lot like the Warriors. Here I go again with the Warriors comparisons, <laughs> but um, they they play a lot like the Warriors in that they move the ball around, um, and and they they do a lot of off ball cuts, getting a lot of free points, and otherwise. Um, that would otherwise be harder to get in like a playoff situation. So I, I do like the formula. I think Eric Spolster is one of the better coaches in the, in the league. And he's found a way to, you know, make it um, create a, first of all, a zone defense that can um, do well against the Celtics three headed monster. Um, and also on offense, find formulas to dissect that, uh, that great Boston defense. So 
a lot of great coaching on Eric Spolstra's side, and I'm sure Brad Stevens will make some adjustments for. Gibson, I, for one, but... have been extremely impressed with Tyler Hero. I was just about to bring that yeah. up, dude. Go ahead, promise, because like no, well, yeah, this guy was insane. Especially just look at today's game too. Like he's he almost 20. had a triple double. I'm 20, dude. What he's the hell? He's our age. He's literally as old as us, and he's like knocking down shots. And he's he had, he had almost that a nice pass. Double. He had that nice bounce pass. Yeah. To some, I think it was Bam. Not sure. Yeah, Bam. It was Bam yeah, right in overtime, like the little steal and like perfect pass to be yeah. that cool to be getting you know playoff minutes as a 20 year old he played 40 minutes today oh my god 20 years old what a player he, he had he had great defense today too on, yeah. on kemba i saw like, it yeah my goodness yeah I, I, even I took, like, piece. yeah even took like contested threes in the like clutch time like and he, and he was he hitting three hand in his face he just took it and made it like nothing so it's almost like he's too, much trust. it's almost like he's too young to know how big the moment is so he's just yeah. Kind of like oh yeah <laughs> <He's sure."> just <laughs> yeah. that's so good oh i just want to say that the patrick mccaw for pete is over oh it's over the dream it's the first year in patrick mccaw's career that he has not won a championship that's a shame <laughs> that's a shame Oh, All right, man. let's move on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back, back to back to basketball. Back to important um, basketball. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Goran Dragic also had a big game today. Um, this is another reason I just don't see him leaving Ishis. You brought it brought it up before. I think he's definitely like. Has he always been this good? Have, have I just been yeah. sleeping on him? I think the Miami were just never contender, so no one really okay. Yeah, yeah, cared about it. But yeah, I think he he's, was always he, he's definitely like, been struggling a bit. Um, like. Last year, he wasn't doing like super hot, but he was like, I, I think he stepped up. His he game also was struggling year, with injuries before. Uh, I, I do remember like he, uh, he had a, he has a huge brace on his, on his leg. Um, oh was, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. So uh, yeah. I mean, he's definitely a huge part of this team um, and second leader behind Jimmy Butler. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I think Miami can win this series. I think it's like I said, super close, but I have Miami winning this one. Wow. Yeah, five seed in the finals, dude. That's gonna be something. Dude, I mean, guys. they have the tools, man. I, I don't totally know do. how they they're the five seed, but man, they they got everything you need. I, I feel so like good. they got a they got a clutch time playmaker. They got defense. They got the off ball movement. They have the clutch shooting. You need. They've got shooting. Yeah, they got the shooting. Uh, yeah. It's gonna be Duncan tough Robinson, to beat them. the classic, uh, the story D D two to D one undrafted rookie. Yeah, undrafted rookie and uh, two undrafted rookies actually, Kendrick Nunn and Duncan Robinson, and, and a drafted they're, they're rookie, Tyler Hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got they got three rookies contributing for them right now. I didn't know Duncan Robinson was a rookie. Really? Or right, he's like second year or something, okay. but like he technically qualifies as a rookie. I don't know how the eligibility works. <laughs> yeah, do you guys yeah. think that he'd have the advantage of just being in the East and having easier matchups than? Yeah, definitely. Knows? Definitely. I don't know. I mean, like they just played the Bucks. The Bucks are pretty good. No, no, the Bucks are pretty good. But I, I think, um, yeah, I, I don't think they would beat the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, I, I still think the Lakers are the better team, like like overall. But yeah. I, I yeah. don't think the Celtics are necessarily something you should be like. Yeah. Um, the Celtics could also team. win, right? Like, I feel yeah, like no, yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel like the 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 gap between the West and the East is mercifully reduced. Although it is a little top heavy, no, 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 I, no, it, it's still top heavy for sure. Right. I, I think the West is still much harder. No, like but up like, and down. Yeah. No, no. Here's what I'm saying: up and down, the West is harder. 
but like at the top at the, of the top East, at the top yeah okay top I, I completely West. agree with that and now we've arrived yeah, at i mean the you had Ka- in the top four so yeah what'd yeah. you say you had lebron just 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 destroying the east yeah, the past four years and now stuff. and now all the teams are like oh he's gone all right let's go <laughs> let's, let's build and they and they end up and they're probably gonna end up playing him in, in the yeah. finals <laughs> Yeah, or, or let's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that. So the Nuggets and the Lakers are going to go... Wait, real quick. I want to give my prediction. Celtics oh, and seven. Yes, right, facts. Carry on. Isis, what do you think? For Celtics heat? Um, yeah, yeah. Heat and six. Heat and six. My only, heat prediction, six. my only prediction for this series is that it's going to seven. Yes, okay. That's a fair prediction. Yeah. All right, let's look ahead to the Lakers and the Nuggets. Um, I, I hate to say I think the Lakers are going to win this, and I hate to, like, feel like I'm counting out the Nuggets again because this is exactly how it felt when they came into the Clippers series. But, I mean, they found a way to get it done. Do you think Imagine they can do it again? bonkers, uh, like a Nuggets Heat finals. <laughs> I would Nuggets love heat. it. My God, I would bro. love like, it. Everyone's been hyping up LA versus LA and then one of those teams versus Giannis and then like these freaking Nuggets versus the Heat. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> so the classic three seed versus five seed matchups. Yeah. Wonderful matchup. Dude, this is when I really wish there were fans because like this would be so much more hype if yeah. the Nuggets and Heat were in the finals. <laughs> with fans. Yeah, for real. That'd be so weird. Uh, but I don't know. Do you guys think they can win this? Um, I do not. But if they get down 3-1, then I do. Then I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Le- LeBron better be sure he, he gets a 3-2 lead or a 3-0 lead. You cannot afford to oh, give that dynamic duo. 3-0 is still dangerous because then it can become yeah. 3-1. <laughs> Dude, then it's then it's game seven at that point, dude. Then it's game seven. All right, so so what we're saying for uh, the ideal game plan for the Lakers is it's just to go one one uh, one 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 one. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, um, I think like Rohit talked about this when we were talking about the Clippers Nuggets series. Um, like when they're actually down three one, we we're talking about ways that they could win against the Clippers, and you know we talked about going through Jokic because you know the guards are the Clippers' strength, and that actually was a good prediction because Jokic pretty much like balled out after that point and. He was able to like not only through the paint but also through the outside. He was able to affect um, the game, and I don't know if that's necessarily going to carry on against the Lakers because I think it just flipped. Yeah, the Lakers have no perimeter defense. I mean, LeBron's decent, but he's not a perimeter defender. They have like what uh, Kentavious Caldwell Pope and Kuzma, and that against Jamal Murray, that's not going to do it. Rajon Rondo, yeah, not going to do it. But I think the the main matchup in this series is going to be AD versus Jokic. AD has to make Jokic pay on the defensive end. Otherwise, Jokic is just going to keep eating on the offensive end. And I think AD will. He's he's, he's yeah. I think he will after player. game one. I think game one. You um, think Nuggets get game one? Yeah, I do. And I think I think, the, I think the Lakers get game one. I mean, yeah, I don't see Jokic just outplaying AD. Like, that's pretty. It's tough. No, I don't see that either. Out, I'm not gonna say. I'm not saying he's outplaying. I'm just gonna say that AD has to just take it to Jokic on the yeah. defensive end. So, so the thing is, like, they definitely won't put Jokic on AD. It would probably be Jeremy Grant, I'd imagine. And then AD has to take it. AD has like what fifty pounds on Jeremy Grant. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So AD has to like dominate this series. Also, who's guarding LeBron, dude? <laughs> dude. Raps. Who guards That's LeBron just in general? That's in a good general, question. Like, in general. Who guards LeBron? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think Fair we saw agree. with the Nuggets, every time they win their series, it's usually on the shoulders of Jamal and Jokic. They usually outplay the other team's best players. 
mm-hmm. in both this scenario. And I don't know if that's going to happen against the Lakers. Dude, they have yeah. AD and LeBron. How did they outplay Kawhi and Paul how George? Those, how, how do, yeah, how do you, yeah, like we it was Jokic. So, so I feel like the first series was Jamal's series. I mm-hmm. felt like uh, the second series was Jokic's series. Um, and Jamal um, was obviously a, I, a I don't big know player. If I, Okay. I mean, just this last Here's, game, this last game, yeah, Jamal this last game was Jamal. Alive. But I think yeah. the entire three-one mounting that comeback, it was on the back of Nikola Jokic. I think this next series against the Lakers is gonna again have to go through Jamal, in terms of being the number one option, the main dude. No, but okay. So like the first series against the Jazz, we kind of like could see that happening. Like Jamal could like go off, and Jokic yeah. could have a good game against yeah. the Clippers. We also could like, okay, yeah, Jokic could take advantage of some good matchups. But what are they going to do against AD and LeBron? How are they going to play? I play those two, dude. There's no way. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. Dude, okay, the thing all, is, all rationality points to the Lakers. Yeah, but the magic points to the Nuggets. That's and they are in Orlando. And they are in yeah. Disneyland. All right, they're in Disney World, the land of magic. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna take the Nuggets in seven, bro. <laughs> dude, come on. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna take I'm the Lakers. I'm gonna take the Lakers. Lakers in five, dude. Lakers in five. Lakers in five. That's yeah. impossible, dude. It's literally impossible. Why? Because that means that they'll be up three one at that point, dude. Oh, at some no. point, there will be Lakers in oh, six. No. Lakers in six. Lakers in six. Okay, that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, it's gonna be. I don't think this will be as close, but I think I I don't know how the Nuggets keep doing it. Okay, but the thing could. is, like, I I feel like this, um, like the Nuggets just dominated the Clippers because of like the last three games. But we still have to remember, at the end of the day, they were down three one. Yeah, and. I mean the Lakers, the Lakers the Lakers are rested, uh, also. Yeah. The Clippers were I mean, rested. But the Cli- Clippers uh, that's were another thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. I don't know. At the end of the day, I, I th- um sorry. I, I think <laughs> I think the Lakers are still going to win. But I'd be I'd be ecstatic if they lose, dude. That's all. Just to be that guy. Just to be that guy. Let's let's go Nuggets and seven. Let's yes, run it. join me. I'm glad, Andy. Yeah, I feel like every year we see some team kind of like surprise everyone. I and, do like, feel like the Heat this year. No, like in the West, they always like do super well. Like we saw like Memphis do it one year. Mm. Um, we saw like Portland do it last year, and then in the end, they always run into the the monster that's at the top, the top dog. Like Memphis ran into the Spurs. Say their name. <laughs> um, Portland ran into the Warriors. I mean, and now like I don't know. I think the Nuggets ran into the monster and. That's and actually like, a good point. That is a fairy tale. Even yeah. like the even like the Titans too. Like they yeah, exactly. The Titans the ran into the second round and then ran into uh, a yeah. Patty. 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 All right. So uh, Ishis obviously got the Lakers. Uh, now now Ishis is making me want to want to go to the bro. Side. You're gonna leave me here. That's fine. That's fine. I'll just I'll just laugh when the when the Nuggets you're used come back to from three one this is how it is, man. Dude, when the no, Nuggets no, win, I'm, I'm staying, I'm staying, I'm staying. <laughs> when the Nuggets win. I'm staying with you, promise. Yes, yes. We believe. We, we believe. Well. We believe Nuggets, man. We're out there. All right. It's going to be good. Uh, any final wor- thir- Any whoa, whoa. final thoughts, final words on uh, this series, any of the series? I'm good. Yeah. The Clippers right. traded five first-round picks for it. Way off P. Way off P. That's a good man name, dude. I'm I'm proud of you for that one. Thank you. Uh, all right, it's gonna be good though. Good basketball up ahead. Uh, that's gonna do it for us today. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, we got more football content coming up, and of course, more basketball. So stay tuned. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, check the link in Spotify on Redbubble. Uh, but other than that, we will catch you all in the next one. See ya.